Friends, our second lesson is from the first creation story in the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26 through 31. This is the account of God's creation on the sixth day. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we pray for your Holy Spirit that your spirit would guide and shape and mold every word that is spoken and that anything that is human would fall away. We pray that your spirit would open our ears and minds and hearts so that we can hear you this day and in hearing, turn back to your light. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a long history in my life of things that I said I valued or believed and I was going to act accordingly and then the thing happened and I didn't do it at all. This is essentially all of my parenting experience. When my first child was born, we were the last of all of our friends to have children and we had one couple who the mom would always sit in the back seat with the kid. And I was like, why do you do that? And she would say, well, I'm just so worried something might happen. And I thought, I'm going to trust that the baby's going to be okay. And I'm not going to do that. And then I had a baby. And I put her in that car seat for the first time. And she was so small, we almost couldn't even like buckle her in tight enough. And we go out to check out from the hospital. And I tell Brian, I think I'm supposed to sit back here. Another one was, my children are now teenagers. My oldest daughter is a senior in high school, and when she was very small, they were first coming out with um, DVD screens in cars. And they were also coming out with some of the first research about how bad screens were for kids. And I said, we will never have a screen in the car. That's ridiculous. 
until I had a kid who screamed through every car trip. After four hours of a two-hour trip to Dalton, Georgia, I turned to Brian and said, when are you buying me one of those vans with screens? I wanted to do all of the right things. I certainly believed that trusting in God with the safety of my child, and I also believed that, you know, limiting their access to media was good and important, but then life happened. Doesn't it happen to us all? This story from Genesis, the creation story, is one that we all testify in this life of faith as true, that we believe God created the world and all that is in it, and that God created us in God's image to in some way be a part of this world. We believe that. And yet, so often, when it comes to the everyday decisions of our lives, the minutiae about what we will do with what we have and who we are, we don't always live out the idea that all that we have and are comes from God. Oftentimes, our idea of human will and our choices muddies the waters. After all, it wasn't the Lord God who made the right decision at this point and that point and that point. It was me. But as people of faith who take seriously that God is always sovereign, that God is always the creator and redeemer and sustainer of life, to that we are to remember that every good decision we've made has also been because of God's grace. Maybe you had the grace of incredible grandparents like me who taught me right from wrong and that faith was important. Maybe you had the incredible grace of teachers who cared so much for you and who sparked your mind and taught you how to grow in your knowledge. That was God's grace to you. And if we consider everything we have And the whole of the world as a gift from God, it should change everything we do and say. It is unbelievable to me that God created the entire world and saw its goodness and then said to humanity, here, it's yours. It's just a gift. It's just a gift. We are told that we are created in God's image that we are called to be like God in what we do, meaning how we care for the creation and how we care for one another. The whole of our lives should be shaped by the idea that all that we have in our has been given to us by God. And yes, you and I have free will, but the truth is that the very genesis, the very beginning, of who and what we are is a gift from God. And so this is a time of year when we talk about what it means to be generous, what it means to be good stewards. And Genesis is a great place to start with the fact that God handed us the world and all that was in it. Handed it to us, gave it to us, and then called us to be a people who are grateful for the gift and who live that out in the decisions and actions of our lives. Here's the other part, though. 
It's also something we will never be able to do. I don't know if you're like me, but I only like to do the things I know I'm going to do perfectly. If I can't do it perfectly, I just won't do it. (laughs) It's an illness, right? I mean, that's some crazy thinking. But the whole of the life of faith is recognizing that we are called to be, that we are called to do in the ways of God, and we will fail over and over again, and yet we're still called to the work. So if you are like me, of course you claim God as great creator. And yet when it comes to how I spend my time and how I spend my money and the things that I value and pay attention to, well, suddenly I've forgotten all that God has given me. And I make my decisions based on myself. God gives with a generosity that is never-ending, that is abundant. And that is life-changing. And we are called to be a people who are generous and who live life abundantly and who work for the transformation of the world. You will fail. I will fail over and over again. But we're still called to the work. And slowly, over time, we have hope because of who God is that all of human history will bend towards the justice that God desires. I was a youth director for a long time before I went to seminary. And one of the greatest joys and privileges of that job is that every year I got to take a group of teenagers in front of our elders at confirmation time. And they were examined by the session. Of course, I would tell the session the same thing I tell ours, which is do not ask a question that you yourself don't know an answer to. Don't put them on the spot. But every year, Gordon Bradwell would ask one of the kids, what is grace? And he said it with all of the love in his heart. Some of my more overconfident students would give him a long, rambling explanation of all that grace was. And every year, Gordon would say, I'm sure you're right, but I think of grace as an undeserved gift freely given. Grace is an undeserved gift that has been freely given. And I don't know about my teenagers, but after 10 years of hearing Gordon, I remember that. And I remember that time is an undeserved gift that has freely been given to me, given to us, It may not be as much time as we want, but it is still given out of God's love. What will I do with that time? How will I spend that time to show gratitude for all that God has given me? All that I have in some way is because of an undeserved gift freely given. All that we have. And all that we are was handed to us by God in a million ways that we don't understand and in some that we do. But now our job is to take that gift and let it shape the million decisions we make in a day and over the course of our life. If 
That and the knowledge that you'll fail at it is not overwhelming enough for you. Maybe you can back it up like I do and think what is one thing that I can do with what I have been given out of gratitude, out of gratitude for the God who created the whole world and gave it to us. Thanks be to God. Amen.